Delano's Top of the Week. Every Monday we're joined by Delano in the studio for their Top of the Week, where we talk through one of the major headlines in the news. Uh, they also give us a preview of some events that are coming up in Luxembourg. And uh, we always have a personal pick at the end uh, from whoever is in that week. I'm joined in the studio by Duncan Roberts uh, today. Good morning, Duncan. How are you? Morning, uh, Tom. Very good on this sunny morning. Um, it is a beautiful, as, yeah. Oh, as we've just been hearing in that that report from, from you, uh, very sad and worrying news. Yeah. And it's changing every minute. I mean, um, yeah, the, the situation in Ukraine and, and globally is changing every minute. So lots to talk about. Yeah, there is lots to talk about. Of course, um, the major story in the news is the uh, war that's going on in Ukraine. Right now, we just had a report from the protest that happened here in Luxembourg and some major major, um, major developments that kind of have happened in the past 24 hours. Uh, are On the one side, we hear that uh, Vladimir Zelensky and Putin are to meet and discuss, but uh, also the European Union announcing that they will be sending arms to the Ukraine, which is completely unprecedented. And uh, also that now uh, Putin saying that there is possibly a nuclear threat um, perhaps uh, we can talk a little bit about that. I mean, this uh, news that the EU is sending weapons is a really huge um, kind of moment in history, isn't it? Because that's never happened before. Yeah, as you said, it's unprecedented. Uh, Ursula von der Leyen, the Commission president, last night said this is a watershed moment. Um, they've decided to spend uh, 450 million on, on weapons to send to, to a country that is under attack, which is the first time they've done that. Um, on Sunday, we also heard uh, German chan- Chancellor Olaf Scholz tell his parliament, the Bundestag, that Germany is going to increase its military spending by 100 billion. It's also sending anti-tank and stinger missiles to Ukraine, which is also another you know, big, big turnaround on uh, German policy. Of course, last week they also shut down the, uh, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which for ages they've been saying, no, we're not going to do that. Um, so this is, I think... This is really unifying the EU in, in ways that we've never seen before, and, and they're acting very quickly. And I know a lot of Ukrainians uh, that we just heard uh, in Luxembourg are frustrated by how slow they think people of the EU and, and other countries have acted, and, and the measures aren't going far enough. But um, I think I think the last 24 hours have definitely seen uh, a change. There's also the no-fly zone. Francois Bausch announced a no-fly zone over Luxembourg on Sunday morning, and Ursula von der Leyen again reiterated that for the the whole EU yesterday, saying uh, our airspace will be close to every Russian plane, and that includes the private jets of oligarchs. Now, something interesting that I've just noticed on Twitter about 20 minutes ago on the bus. Um, Roman Abramovich's private plane is actually registered in Luxembourg. Oh, really? <laughs> it's quite interesting, wow. according to this uh, source. Um, and they're asking, uh, basically asking, does this mean it can fly around the EU and is not counted as Russian? But according to von der Leyen's statement, no, any, anything that's, any plane that's controlled or seems to be controlled by ol- Russians or oligarchs mm. will, be, will be banned. And does that include um, commercial flights that are just going to Russia by, from, by companies that aren't uh, Russian-based or um, will, uh, can still be put fly to Russia now, for example? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know who's going to be flying to Russia. Yeah, of course. But I, yeah. I have, yeah. To be honest, that's that's some, a question I don't have an answer okay, to right sure. now, off the top of my head. Um, uh, well, perhaps uh, I'm sure that Luxembourg's position in all this is um, going to be very much in line with uh, the EU. But uh, perhaps we could just uh, remind people what um, what position Luxembourg's taken in regards to this conflict and what uh, the government has said it's going to do in terms of uh, sanctions. 
Well, yeah, they've they've joined in the the EU wide call for sanctions. I mean, on Thursday, Xavier Bettel spoke to Parliament and said didn't say much because he was waiting for the summit in Brussels that evening. Um, again, and even after that summit on Thursday evening, he was sort of reluctant to say whether they would Luxembourg would support um, the EU uh, withdrawing Russia from the SWIFT mm. international banking payment system. Um, but obviously things changed, and by Friday evening, they, they, the EU said it, or Saturday morning, the, the EU said it would do that. Um, France Fayo, the Economy and Humanitarian Minister, has just tweeted uh, 20 minutes ago that Luxembourg is going to provide an additional 1 million euros in humanitarian aid to, to Ukraine. So that's that's interesting. Um, we also saw, I mean, there are a lot of, you know, there's some Russian banks here and some Russian businesses um, when, when the invasion happened, um, there was pressure on two former ministers of the economy, uh, Jano Kreke and Etienne Schneider, who were on boards of Russian banks and a Russian company. Uh, Jano Kreke is on the board of East West United Bank, which has been in Luxembourg for 40 years, 40 odd years, um, and is counted actually as a Luxembourg entity, so it's not actually Russian, but it's owned by uh, a company called Systema, on whose board Etienne Schneider sits, um, and Systema is owned by Russian billionaire Vladimir F. F. Tushenakov. Um, so again, there is a Russian connection there. They both both those ex-ministers had said, "Well, we're reluctant to do this because we've got to stay on the board to defend Luxembourg jobs and everything." But yesterday, they they changed their tune and and they have stepped down now. Um, but Sven Clement, who's a Pirate Party MP, who's been very vocal on all this, um, he's actually asking if the Luxembourg uh, Investment Fund, which you know is investing in so that we all get nice pensions at the end of the day, um, if they have any Russian connections, and, and, and apparently they do. So <laughs> that's another question that's going to come up in Parliament today, I think. Um, but he's also said that there's going to be a big announcement from the Defence Ministry today, so I don't know what that will involve, probably sending some sort of equipment to to Russia, uh, to Ukraine, sorry. Yeah. Um, probably in, in cooperation with the Belgian army, because the, the, the Luxembourg army uh, and the Belgian army always work very closely mm -hmm. together on these things. And what about these talks that uh, Putin and uh, Vladimir Zelensky are scheduled to have? Um, I mean, that could kind of change a lot couldn't it um you would hope so you yeah. would hope so but um i think they're both pretty entrenched in their in their views now mm. um you know if they'd had it had these talks a week ago before the invasion maybe yeah. things would have changed but but um you know i think zelensky and and his cabinet are, are very much saying you know we're not going to give you anything until you get all all your troops out of ukraine um Vladimir Putin seems to be boxing himself into a corner more and more. Yeah. We've seen more, more and more protests on the streets. We've seen uh, um, some of these billionaires, Russian billionaires, coming out and saying, you know, we've got to stop this war. I think they're all worried about their, their future, you know, lifestyle being being disrupted. Um, Belarus, of course, is is the wild card. Belarus has now said they can, Russians can uh, have nuclear weapons on their soil. Um, so again, yesterday Ursula von der Leyen said, "Well, we're now going to we're now going to sanction Belarus and and uh, and all of its politicians and anybody who helps the Russians in that way." Um, and and the, these talks are happening on the on the border with Belarus. So 
I think he's got to be very cautious about what, what happens there. Okay. Uh, now, obviously, when a, a major conflict like this happens anywhere in the world, um, there are knock-in effects for markets and fuel prices and, 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 and other ways that people feel those effects across the world. Um, what, what do you see as like, possible effects that could be felt by people here in Luxembourg? I think, yeah, I think you've pointed it out. Fuel prices are, are definitely going to continue increasing. I mean, they were, all, they were already increasing due to global supply problems, um, But now that, I mean, gas is still flowing from Russia. So, you know, but how we pay for it now when the, with the swift, uh, you know, withdrawal, um, that's another question. Um, as for fuel, I mean, petrol, um, the energy minister, Claude Thomas, said that, you know, all, most of our petrol comes from, from Antwerp. We, you know, ship ships docking in Antwerp. Um, so he said there's, there's not going to be any problem with supply, but there might be a problem with the price of, of petrol. But yeah, gas, gas and energy prices are definitely going to go up and stay. I mean, people from, from Enervos have said that they're probably going to stay high well into next year as well. So the, pro the problem is the supply. We've got, Claude Thomas said, we've got to make sure by the start of next winter, all, our, all the tanks and all the supply units in, in Luxembourg are well stocked up. So, and then we'll be able to survive the winter. But okay. It's um, looking, yeah, yeah. It's 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 going to affect everybody. Yeah, inflation is going to going to, you know, increase uh, for sure. Mm. As we heard in that uh, little report just after the news, there, um, there is a Ukrainian community in Luxembourg, uh, and I'm sure it must be a very worrying time for anybody that has relatives and, and friends that are in the Ukraine right now. Um, but how can people here in Luxembourg uh, show solidarity or, or support um, people that are in Ukraine at the moment? Well, well there is um, uh, a Ukraine. A ASBL, um, so you can you can provide uh, help, collect medical, technical support, um, make a donation. They've got a website or a Facebook page, LU Crane ASBL. So um, that's one way to to support and donate. They were actually out on the march, I think, on Saturday collecting and. Um, my wife was there, and she, she, you know, she donated, and she said within, you know, one minute they'd had like at least 200 euros from, of donations from people. So, a lot of people are donating. Um, um, Mark Kitchell, who's was is, runs the expat Facebook page for COVID, um, he was also had a couple of people who were collecting collecting things and taking them to the to the Polish border with Ukraine, um, so that to help to you know give to, to refugees who are crossing the border. So yeah, there's a lot going on, um, but I think the best best place is this L Ukraine okay. uh, Facebook page. Right, um, I'm going to go to track now, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about. Um, some events but I'd also say that if anybody's got any questions uh, that they want to send in uh, while this track is playing it's 691-35-3599 that's the Smith and there is a light that never goes out you're listening to The Breakfast Show on our city radio on 102.9 and 105.2 FM and Duncan Roberts from Delano is here with me in the studio we're currently going through their top of the week before the track there we were talking about um, the war in Ukraine and the sanctions that have been imposed by the European Union uh, and more specifically what actions Luxembourg's taking uh, just before we go through to your events another thing that we didn't touch on there was the um, sporting kind of sanctions that have been uh, put in place by people like FIFA and uh, numerous uh, um, sporting bodies from international um, countries have said that their teams won't play uh, Russia. Um, so, yeah, uh, what's the what's the situation there? Because the 
as far as I can understand, the Russian international team isn't banned from sports. They just can't play in Russia. Is that right? Yeah, it's um, it's an incredible move. I mean, uh, they they're due to play Poland in the sort of semi-finals of qualifying for the World Cup, the semi-final playoff. Um, and Poland, I think on Friday already uh, came out and said we're not going to play Russia until you know the invasion. They, they withdraw their troops. Um, and then I think uh, the Czech Republic and Sweden, who also play each other in the other half of that tie and would meet Russia if Russia won't beat Poland, also said they would not play Russia. So, but FIFA has not said has said uh, well this is this, these matches have to go ahead. Right. Um, so I don't know what happens if Poland stick to their guns and say we're not playing Russia. Do FIFA then say okay? Do they disqualify them or yeah? yeah. Russia gets a three 0 victory, you know, and goes on to play. Sweden or the Czech Republic, who yeah. also refuse, and then that means Russia get a bye to, to Qatar in November. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's sadly typical FIFA, you know, they're, they're just <laughs> one of the most horrible <laughs> organizations I've ever come across. There's also, um, yeah, we've also the fact that they've even given the World Cup to Qatar was a bit shameful, I think, but there we go. Yeah, and England have also said that they won't be playing Russia anytime soon. Yeah. Um, there's, the Champions League has also been cancelled, I believe, or not not the whole thing. Uh, sorry, the, <laughs> the final in uh, which was due to take place in St. Petersburg. Yes, it was. Um, yeah. On Thursday, FIFA was still saying, "Oh, it was still will take place there," but I think they've moved it to Paris now, have they? I'm not sure where it's been moved to. I think it's, it's definitely, de- but it definitely won't take place in St. Petersburg, which is one good thing. Um, and of course, Russia was also kicked out of Eurovision. I mean, these these are seemingly minor minor things, but I think a lot of Russian people care about sport, mm. I mean, as we know. Um, so if there's an extended sports boycott, unified extended sports boycott, that could also add pressure and, and get people angry. Um, whether it will get Mr. Putin angry enough mm-hmm. to, to take even more drastic action uh, is another question. Um, yeah, that's that's we were just saying during the song that that is one of the scary things that, you know, perhaps all of these sanctions and actions will only kind of push Putin into a corner and, and, and drive him to, to serious action, which would be terrible, obviously. Um, it's, it's it's a changing situation that is, you know, we're, we're obviously going to keep monitoring um, in the coming days. Uh, but hopefully um, things will just get better and we'll see an end to this conflict soon. Um, let's talk now about some events in that are happening yeah. in Luxembourg. Uh, maybe lighten the tone a bit. Right. Well, we'll try to, but uh, the Luxembourg City Film Festival kicks off on Thursday. It runs till the 13th of March. So loads of really great films at the Utopia, Cinematheque, Utopolis, various other venues, lots of other events surrounding it. Um, but there's, we do actually have a Ukrainian film, and it's about it's set okay. in the 2014 conflict, um, and it's by a, a director called Vladimir Valentin Vasyanovich, who we were trying hoping would come to the come to the festival, but obviously that's impossible now. Um, but it's an amazing film. Um, I, I would urge everybody to go and see it. It's a beautiful film. It's quite brutal in times. But it's on on Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. Sunday, uh, Wednesday, and Friday next week. It's on with English subtitles. So it's called Reflection. So watch out for that at Luxembourg City Film Festival. Uh, the www.luxfilmfest.lu for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the network, which is a, a an organisation supporting women in business, is having their 30th anniversary gala on Saturday, the 5th of March. So the network.lu uh, for that. 
And that, next Sunday is Burgbrennen, this strange tradition where local communes build massive bonfires and everybody gathers around. Mm -hmm. Has a sausage and some the last glue vine of the season and it's all to see off winter. Yeah, um, say goodbye to winter. Yeah, so that's... Um, basically, most nearly every commune has one. It's normally organised by local volunteer fire brigades and scouts and people like that. So mm. check out your commune's web, web, website to, to see where, where it could be okay. um, taking place. You were saying that uh, it, it's, it's impossible for that Ukrainian director to come to Luxembourg. Yes. Yeah. One thing that I've seen on social media over the past couple of days is... Um, art institutions in Europe offering like emergency residencies um, as a way to get uh, Ukrainian artists out of the country, which I thought was a really uh, amazing kind of thing to do. Um, but how come he can come, I guess, you know, with a, if he's invited by the festival? Um, well, because sadly all men, all men between the ages of 18 and 60 right. at the moment are being mobilized to fight the Russians. Okay. Um, so I, I would guess unless he you know, managed to get out before that decree, um, he's actually having to pick up arms right now and help defend, <laughs> defend right. uh, the country. Okay. Um, yeah. Of course. Um, well, uh, let's end things with uh, your personal pick for this week, uh, which is a track, I believe? Yep, yeah, it's a track by a Liverpool band, well, Liverpool duo called King Hannah. Um, it's called All Being Fine, and it's from their new album which was just well it's their debut album which was just released on thursday uh or friday last week it's called sorry i was just being me and it's i really like this album i've been listening to it a lot the weekend and it's sort of got portis head radio head elements to it but uh, really good okay uh well thank you very much for coming today uh for this week's delano top of the week gonna play that track now and then go to the international news thanks tom cheers